I'm here with Dean Bridgman. So after some technical difficulties again. Uh, so how you doing, man? And all considered, I'm doing quite well, holding out all right. Okay. How so about yourself? I think I'm doing all right. Uh, we're living in some strange times. <laughs> strange times indeed. You know? Uh, really, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, haven't been out, I haven't been out of the house, so I'm not sure. <laughs> and I've been oh, binge man. watching shows, so I don't know. <laughs> so uh, last year, for my very first podcast, you were my first guest. And so we're coming up on, I think, recorded that. I think I posted it on like the 29th last year. So I'll get this one posted just a couple of days early. So I thought it was a good idea to have wow. you back on. Uh, man, I appreciate you thinking about me. Yeah. That's been a year. That's yeah. crazy. Dude. Yeah, it has been. So yeah. uh, we'll talk about some stuff that's happened between then and now, uh, pre-apocalypse. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, even when we did the recording last year, we were we were already living in some strange times. It was it was some tough times then, and it's just gotten worse. Brother, since about mid-November of 2016, it's been a real la-la land for me. Yeah. Uh, very, very strange, surreal times. And and instead of, you know, writing itself and getting uh, better, it just seems to keep heaping on the the strangeness. Yes, it does. Uh, so, to be honest, know, man, I'm looking for a steady, <laughs> betty uh, normalcy. Yeah. I, I don't know if we'll see that again in our lifetime. Maybe a little more normal, a different normal. Yeah. Hopefully a better um, normal than what we're, we've got right now. Right on, man. So let's see. Last time when we talked, y'all were in the uh, big red flag. Y'all were re-recording some stuff, working on an album. Yes. CD or whatever you call them now. I still call them albums and I always will. Records. <laughs> yes. It has nothing to do with a record anymore, but it, it's still records to me. So I know y'all got that all finished up and released, I think, in October. Uh, yeah, you know, October, November. Um, it did finally all come together and we've got it out streaming on all of your major platforms. And so. It's there, the big red flag. Uh, we printed up a whole bunch of CDs and we were hopefully going to have those in our merch booth for shows that we were intending to be playing through spring and summer, but that's not looking like it's gonna happen. So yeah. I have a box of them over there. They're going cheap these days. Okay. <laughs> well, and you know, and about the time that y'all got that done, uh, places like, uh, you know, CD Baby stopped selling actual cds you know you can i think you can still download i know i don't even know if you can download from cd baby anymore i think they went i think i sold i got in time just in time to get one cd sold on cd baby i don't remember if it was a download or an actual cd yeah anyhow yeah well I, i need to buy an actual recording you know i've listened to it a few times on spotify uh but, you know, and I, I know musicians get a tiny, 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 tiny bit from places like Spotify. So I usually try to buy, if I can, buy a hard copy of something that I like. And then after I own the hard copy, I'll listen on Spotify. So I, I need to I need to buy an actual CD from y'all at some point. Well, uh, well, like I said, I got a whole box of them <laughs> over there, man. You know, when, when things do get back to where we can all kind of visit and commingle a bit, then uh, I'll be happy to lay one in your hands. Okay. That'll be good. Oh, uh, let's see. What else happened during the year before the apocalypse? Uh, I know you had carpal tunnel surgery. <laughs> 
Oh man, you know, yeah, both. It's been a uh, it's been an interesting eighteen months as far as surgeries and health issues go. Um, my last was uh, my last procedure was having my right wrist carpal tunnel procedure done. Prior to that, I had my left arm, the wrist and the elbow. And uh, yeah. I don't know if you can see. I mean, I earned these scars, so I'm going to show them off. I wish I could <laughs> get my knees up here, but. <laughs> Um, it's just been an ongoing thing, man. Um, I have a, I was diagnosed with a degenerative joint disease, which oh, I, I didn't know that. basically manifests itself as like very aggressive arthritis. Oh, so it results in my uh, joints just eating away at each other. And so, you know, some medication, some lifestyle changes, uh, some physical therapy, and just, uh, yeah, rolling with it, man. I mean, you know, yeah. like 52, all of my body warranties have expired. Expired, and you, you're breaking down. My built-in obsolescence <laughs> is, is showing. But, you know, thankfully, Jennifer has put up with me and taken great care of me throughout all of this. Uh, Jennifer's my wife. And so uh, for a bad situation, it's been as bad, or it's been as good as it could be. and um. So I'm thankful for that. But yeah, the last round was uh, carpal tunnel. We're waiting on my elbow to see if we can uh, physical therapy it back into good shape. And uh, it's just a day-to-day -day thing. Um, I'm visiting with my doctor through telehealth. That's a cool thing that's kind of come out of this whole yeah. uh, pandemic dilemma. Um, had some had some great visits online, so I didn't have to go into office and risk exposure with other patients and stuff. So, but anyway, staying in in contact with him and trying medication, physical therapy, so forth, and just seeing where it goes and hoping for the best. Well, good. Yeah. Well, hope hope things work out. Uh. So. And as far as what else has gone over the year, um, I don't know if I had my real estate license when you and I spoke last. I don't think so. But I, uh, I did decide to go down that road and I have since gotten my real estate license and was really getting my feet on the ground with that venture. <laughs> I got exactly one house listed and sold before all of this hit. And now, um, I mean, I know that there are more adventurous realtors out there still, you know, doing the full on open houses and yeah. things, but I just kind of hit the brakes on that. Yeah. And, uh, so right when it was about to take off and, you know, I was really getting excited about it. Uh, and then I just had to set it aside for a while. And so it's kind of on hold, but that was a big thing that happened for me. I was very excited about that. And, you know, finally got through my test and signed on with a good team. And so, you know, we'll yeah. just, have, have you done any of the virtual open houses and stuff that I've seen some folks doing? I have not. I haven't, I've, I've looked into it, but I haven't gotten really aggressive yeah. about it. That just seems like an odd way to buy a house. I don't, you know, I would need more than a virtual open house to make that decision. Well, there are, you know, it just depends on what your motives are. There are investors that aren't all that particular about what they're buying. And so they're likely to buy uh, a sight unseen through a virtual house. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're doing it for, you know, rental properties and things. But yeah, man, to me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy a home that I wasn't able to walk around in and, yeah. you know, kick the tires, so to speak. But you know, again, it's just a, it's it's something I'm looking forward to getting back to. I just kind of want to see how things develop and shake out. Now that we're reopening, you know, I was telling my wife Jen that I'm going to give it until you know July, August, and see how things are. And if we're making improvements and so forth, and it looks, you know, like it can be done uh, safely, then, then I'm going to get back into it. But right yeah. now I'm just in a holding pattern and yeah, that's focusing on other stuff. 
we're we're kind of keeping an eye out we're we don't plan on venturing out for a while even though they're opening stuff up uh, uh well I, we're, you know, we're hunkered down pretty good and we're gonna stay that way right on i think that's a smart thing to do um one thing i've really kind of upped my game on is like delivery apps yeah <laughs> so you know prior to that man, i was going to the grocery store two or three times a week i could just you know run up to the store and and buy items as i needed them for meals but yeah you know that luxury is has gone now at least you know for me so i've gotten pretty savvy about getting things brought to my door and you know thanks to instacart and uh, there's a couple others. Yeah, we use, Dash. I think we use shipped. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. How is that? Is that like shipped? Like the word S-H-I-P-P-E-D? I think it's S-H-I-P-T. I okay. think. I'm not positive. I don't do it. Diana's the one that does it. And she got it from our daughter, Letitia. We had been using just the, the Kroger app. And yeah. uh, we were dissatisfied with the service on that. And uh, she, she told us about this one. And so we started using it. And they also ship from, deliver from, they do Kroger, Target, CVS, huh. I think, and like one of the pet stores. Right on. So, well, we've, we've been happy with that. I'll look that up this evening. Uh, that's not a service I've, I've gotten turned on to. Yeah. I had great luck with Instacart. Um, not to put a plug in for them, yeah. but they, they've done, we've had really good luck with the shoppers that have gone to work for us. Yeah. Uh, they stay in constant contact. If there's an item that's not there, they text me asking about substitutions. I stay right on my phone. So we have real time back and forth and, so far, they've been very interactive about telling me what's available. So I've been happy yeah. with Instacart. Yeah. We had a not so great experience with Kroger, and you know they just have some more work to do as far as that goes. And, yeah, and I'm being patient with it because you know, they've never done this before. Yeah. So it's a, uh, you know, it's just not something that I get truly upset about. But I mean, we we went the other day and we ended up circling a lot. They only had like. 10 stalls for you so, so you could pull in and call the number and get your groceries brought out to your car uh -huh. a stall never opened people just circling like vultures and <laughs> so after an hour of circling we yeah. just came home and tried to contact kroger nobody answered the phone it was just looking you know we didn't know what we were going to do we had like 150 dollars in groceries and Finally, uh, a few days later, we were able to go and pick them up and everything, and it worked <laughs> out fine, and I have nothing but love for them, but yeah. I'm going to let them work out some kinks before I yeah. go back and do that again. And I was telling Jen, you know, right now at this point, uh, the tips and so forth, the extra cost for Instacart is worth it yep. to, uh, to me, to her and I. And, and we take care of our delivery people. It's minimum 20 percent or, yeah. or better as far as tips go and it's been very satisfied with that i mean we're not it's not like we're spending money uh going out like nightlife and you know bars and stuff so we can have a few luxuries like like that yep and having beer brought to my uh front door yeah yeah that's pretty, pretty awesome i don't know if you're a, a drinker if you drink beer or, or anything at all actually actually I don't, I don't much care for beer and I've never been a drinker in my, you know, most of my life. I, I was always, I always got to be the designated driver when I went out with friends. Now right I would usually, when they would have something to drink, I'd say, you know, I would taste stuff, you know, to see if I like stuff, Sure. but what now I'm 60, almost 63. When I turned 60, I was uh, fooling around in the kitchen and I wanted to make a barbecue sauce using uh, local products. So I'd gotten the bottle of ketchup from uh, the Arkansas Ketchup Company that had just started making ketchup. I had a jar of honey from the van and I bought a bottle of hickory smoked whiskey from Rocktown. I was going to make a 
you know, a honey bourbon barbecue sauce. And so while right. I was making it, I, you know, I had to try the, the whiskey. And, it, and, it, and at 60 years old, I found out, hey, I like whiskey. So <laughs> I, I have well, started drinking a little whiskey every once in a while. And I, we did have some delivered uh, not too long ago because I'd ran out. I have found that I've drank a little more since this, but not a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, right on, man. Well, you know, in a situation like this, you have to find the little sunny sides in yeah. every every situation and opportunity. So, you know, I would guess uh, having liquor store delivery, uh, that's been pretty cool. And Yeah. These Zoom things, you know, I've done a few before, but now it's just a regular routine. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I had never that. used Zoom before any of this, and I, I kind of like it. Uh, yeah, and we've always used uh, food delivery, you know, restaurant, you know, mainly like Bite Squad. Uh, that's the main one we use, but we've also yeah. tried the restaurants that do their own delivery. We've tried to hit them up more since they get sure more, they get a lot more of the money when they do it themselves so sure and and that's awesome um we're really in a time when our favorite local uh eating places and so forth really do need our support if we want them to be there later on down the line yeah. if we if and when we do return back to you know just impromptu going out to eat grabbing a pizza a burger or you know, whatever you want to do. Yeah. So showing them some love during these hard times uh, is, is awesome. Yeah. So you're to be commended. And, and I meant to, you know, compliment you on your support of music, making sure that you buy music from artists and bands that you enjoy instead of just, you know, getting it through Spotify. So yeah. it, it's nice to hear there are folks like you out there. I, I do use... I do use Spotify a lot. Uh, when I really want to listen to my music, I put my albums on. But <laughs> but after I after I own it, sometimes I feel like, yeah, let's make a playlist of stuff that I got. And then I, I like to go out and, you know, go down the YouTube rabbit hole or the Spotify rabbit hole and find new stuff. Sure, sure. And then if I like it, then I'll, I try to buy it. I don't always, you know. I'm not always great at it. Sometimes I feel like I'm stealing their music, but I guess. Well, I but that's not better. for you to feel guilty about so much. Uh, not to sidetrack on Spotify's business model, but you know, they could definitely go a little bit further as far as supporting the people who build their content. Yeah. But but, but I'm glad they're there. I have my membership, my subscription, and it's a great way for me to discover new artists and new genres and take a risk without, you know, well, actually a lot of the music I find on Spotify is not even accessible to me here yeah. to go out and physically. Buy. Yeah. I wouldn't know about it if I didn't find it on Spotify. So, you know, Spotify is a double-edged sword, but yeah. it's again, <laughs> it's just great that you're out there doing yeah. the right thing. That's all I was getting at. So since you've been locked up at your house, quarantined, what all have you done? You are y'all TV oh, watchers? Oh man, y'all no. watch TV? Um, well, okay, I don't want to be pretentious. We don't even have a TV, but uh, <laughs> we you, we don't if have you a TV. Had, if you had told me that, I would have hung up on you right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do. Um, in fact, we have two now. My daughter just uh, loaned me hers while she's in sort of transition right now. And, um, well, she doesn't need it, so we're holding on to that. But we don't have a TV in our living room. We have one in the bedroom that we use to watch, you know, Netflix. Yeah. And so that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, so we've been, you know, doing that probably around between 8.30 and nine, we go back there and, and find something to watch, you know, just before we wind down for the evening, yeah. because, you know, we had to have a new routine. I mean, yeah. we used to have people <laughs> over all the time and we would have 
friends over for dinner or to play some music in the round stuff and yeah kind of just ended so there was this hole that had to be filled so you know netflix to the rescue yeah yeah you're you're kind of an extroverted kind of guy aren't you well i'm hybrid okay <laughs> I, I can be extroverted when i when i need to be and want to be when it's something that i'm really into and but other times i kind of like to get into my own little head my own little thing and i can i'm kind of built for quarantines i can just hibernate hunker yeah. down and it doesn't really eat at me the way it does some people if i don't yeah. see other people for days and days and days i'm fine with that yeah i am too i'm the quarantine hasn't really start crawling out of their heads yeah that's uh i'm i'm perfectly fine staying at home you know i work from home already and have for years so you know this didn't affect that oh, any nice and i'm i'm perfectly content staying at home you know going out in my backyard messing in the garden watching tv uh we do have you know my daughter and son-in-law and granddaughter living with us right now and have for a while so we've we've got nice. company all the time uh so yeah i'm i'm good with this and uh, my my eight-year-old granddaughter is too she i'm not sure once this is over if we'll be able to get her out of the house she's perfectly content staying in the house playing on you know being on her game boy watching videos and hanging out with right. the dog yeah <laughs> man yeah. that's awesome we you know to get her to go places a lot of times we have to trick her or you know not give her a choice <laughs> you know if we want to go see a movie if you tell her you know we're gonna go see a movie you want to go see this it's always no you know she just soon stay in but if we if we get her out in the car and head that way and we get her there then she enjoys it but sure yeah <laughs> It's kind of like a nap for kids. It's a hard sell, but once you get them there, yeah, <laughs> you know, they, they get right onto it. So that's cool, man. We uh, speaking of gardening, and I've never gardened anything. I've had intentions to garden, but you know, I'd buy a little herb now and then, and and then it would just die on my windowsill. Yeah. But since this has taken off um, over the last eight weeks. Uh, I've been paying a lot more attention to my yard and getting out and getting into things and trying to rehabilitate garden beds that have just, you know, kind of fallen into disrepair over the years with weeds and whatnot. So I've kind of taken a shine to that. That's been interesting. It's, it's very therapeutic to go out and just rend weeds out of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> just, just pull them up. It's, it's actually, when you get a good run of root going, it beats popping bubble wrap. Yeah. <laughs> Just. Yeah, I get that. I've really always jazz, found, man. I usually have some sort of garden. I'm not ever very successful at it. I'm pretty good until we hit mid to late June and July when it gets hot. And then I don't want to go yeah. out of my house and everything dries up and dies. I've always found gardening one of those things that, is a whole lot better in concept than reality. Yeah. I really, I really I like, liked, I love the idea, the yes. carrying through, I'm, I'm not very good. But so over the past several years, I've kind of replaced most of my vegetable gardening. I've planted uh, several small fruit trees. And I thought maybe mm. I can do better at growing fruit, which I haven't really been better at it, but. Uh, but this year I thought all I was going to grow as far as vegetable was some, some hot peppers. And, uh, then I got to thinking, well, maybe we need some tomato plants and some onions and some other yeah. stuff. So I've, I've kind of up my vegetable planting this year. So hopefully it'll work out. All right. Well, yeah, I hope so too, man. We, <laughs> We're kind of in a in between we, we planted a lot of like pretty stuff like suddenly i i just decided i had to have some hydrangeas up until eight or i love hydrangeas the thing about hydrangeas i knew where they were and i knew they looked cool and i knew they looked good in other people's yards 
But since then, well, you know, now that I have the time and the weather's not too hot, uh, planted quite a few of those and some roses. Jen's done some vegetables. I couldn't even tell you what all she's got going on out there. Oh, cool. And so that's been fun, man. We've just yeah. been sticking up in the ground and coming back after a few days, and lo and behold, it's popping up. Yeah. That and is fun. Here. It is. It's cool. It's, you know, it's like when I was a little kid and just, you know, discovery stuff again. Because, you know, I haven't been a big cultivator of things. And again, like you said a minute ago, the idea of it is very uh, romantic, but the actuality yeah. of it, not so much. Yeah. So that's a lot but of things. Now a lot of things are like man. that. I mean, <laughs> you know, just getting out all day and toiling in the yard. It's been great for me. I still don't like mowing the grass. Yeah, no. We've, if I can we've, fill the grass up enough with cool stuff I've planted, and that's just that much less grass to grow. Yep. Yeah. We we pay a guy to come mow ours now. I figure I'm I'm contributing to the economy. I'm helping sure somebody else out. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Some of that trickle up money. That's right. <laughs> oh me. And, uh, okay. Yeah, man. Outside of gardening, well, what else have I been up to, man? I just kind of, well, learning delivery apps, a little gardening here and there. I'm doing a lot more cooking. I mean, we haven't had uh, an order out meal for uh, quite a while. I think we've gotten a couple of pizzas from Shotgun Dan's, but that would be it. Yeah. So cooking a lot. Just up in my domestic game all the yeah. way around. Well, if if you like cooking, we, one of the things that we've been watching on TV, we're we're a big TV family. We we watch a lot of TV and we binge a lot of stuff. And so one of the shows we've binged a lot. I don't know if you ever saw Community when it was on. It's not. This is that's not um, about cooking, but it's it's a comedy uh, that we we binged it. But my my daughter got us into watching worst cooks in America. It's one of the, <laughs> it's one of the competition food shows where, you know, they have, they start out with like 14 contestants. And uh, when that first came on, it's been on for a bunch of years now. I thought, well, that's just, that's a stupid sounding show. Who wants to see worst cooks, but we've started right. watching it. And, and I've actually, I, I don't really like, the competition food shows if i'm gonna watch a food show i want them to show me how to make something even sure. though cooking is another one of those things that i really love in concept but the actuality is a lot harder but this uh worst cooks in america has actually been a pretty enjoyable show uh you do have some really really horrible cooks that do some horrible stupid stuff <laughs> and so it's funny but along the way you learn some stuff and they actually spend some time teaching these folks how to cook and at the end when they get down to the final two they cook for uh, a full meal for some restaurant critics and uh, it turns out really good. So we, we've really nice. enjoyed watching that. Uh, so you might, I mean, you, might check, you might check it out. What's the premise? Do they just give them some, a batch of raw ingredients and a meal to make and see how they do or. They it... each week, like the very first week they have them fix anything that they want. Like their signature meal, which is horrible. And then you know, the next week, they have a couple of, of different things each week. Uh, first part, they might have a, a show on chopping stuff up. You know, they'll show them how to chop vegetables or whatever, and they expect them to chop them the right way, you know, everything to be the right size. And, sure. uh, and then they'll show them how to cook a meat, you know, a, a certain dish, and then they have to go back and either try to replicate that exact dish or use that as inspiration 
to make a dish on their own using those flavors or that style. And uh, so it, it turns out pretty interesting. And so, we, like I said, we've learned some, we've learned some, a few things watching it. I learned the proper way to, to chop an onion, you know, <laughs> and some simple things like that. <laughs> keep those fingertips uh, yeah. in, in place. Yeah. So. Technique is important in the kitchen. Um, yeah. I, I worked in kitchens for years and years. I put myself through college in the restaurant and the service industry. So I picked up a few things there, but you know, I don't know. I've been cooking my whole life and it just blows my mind that people can reach a certain age and not know even the basics of how to prepare a basic meal, boiled water, boiled eggs, what, yeah. you know, roast a chicken, whatever. It's fortunate. And my kids, my kids, you know, they, they, they're paying attention. They're young twenties that, that they can cook. They're self-sufficient. They they still eat their fair share of hot pockets, but if push came to shove, they could take a pantry challenge and do all right. Yeah. Well, you might you might check that out for a show or two. I don't. I will. Where's I don't remember. If it, I don't remember if it's Netflix or Hulu. It at least sounds fun. Yeah. I'm not a big Gordon Ramsay fan. Where he, when you know he's just kind of blowhard, bellicose. Of course, I've only seen a couple of his episodes, yeah. but yeah, I want it to be fun. Yeah, and th this one is kind of fun. Now, you know, they do get on them, and you know, they get mad at them and yell at them every once in a while. But it, yeah, it's more enjoyable than the other some of the other shows. And they they actually make real food, you know, that right. you would like to eat. You know. Yeah, and stuff that you can you know either have in your pantry or go down to the store and get. Yeah. That's the thing, uh, Iron Chef, back in the day when it first came out, I enjoyed watching that, but it never really resonated with me because they were cooking with exotic, non-accessible food items yeah. to make things that normal, you know, it's just not day-to-day -day staple yeah. food. And yeah, so I, used, I used to watch that. I enjoyed that for a while. Also used to watch Chopped, which was, that was fun for a while. Uh, where but you know they give you a bag of stuff you know it could be gummy bears salmon <laughs> uh fennel and grape soda you know make <laughs> right. a main course out of that you know <laughs> yeah but i got tired of that but i yeah I, I enjoy watching cooking shows where they actually show you how to make something that you might make you know practical that's that's appropriate for yeah yeah. sit-down meal in your home that you can actually do yeah and so yeah man have you taken advantage of this time to hone your halloween no i haven't i haven't game <laughs> done much on halloween you know and i'm not sure this might be a halloween that i skip i'm just i just haven't been in a halloween mood really we'll have to see in october uh how I'm feeling, you know, yeah. I, usually by now I've been thinking of, you know, ideas, you know, new ideas and I just really haven't this year. So well, we'll I, wondered, I wondered about you the other day. I know uh, over the past years, I've, I've always enjoyed your uh, Facebook posts with your over the top Halloween stuff. So I thought you might be out in your garage tinkering with flamethrowers and yeah. I've, Blood you know, I've, I've thought just a little bit about it, but I haven't, I haven't really thought much. I think this year it'll be scaled down some and I'll, I'll use some more of, uh, some digital stuff that I've done before, you know, with projectors and stuff. Oh but yeah. That'd be cool. We'll, we'll see. Big things that people can drive by yeah. and, and see. Yeah. That would so be cool. We'll, we'll have to see. Uh, so let's see what else I jotted down some things I'd wanted to talk about, but you know, I can't really read my notes. That's the problem with me <laughs> making notes. I never can read them because I, I don't write out good enough notes. And what I do write out is I have a doctor's prescription scribble 
for writing. So sometimes I can't, uh, I I can't really tell. Too. So yeah, I've never been able to read my own, uh, my own handwriting. Yeah. So I, I would assume during all this time, you've listened to a lot of music. You listen to a lot of music. Uh, are you, are you, or have you settled into listening to old stuff that okay. you already have? Mm, well, it's all, you know, it's always a little bit of both, or I'm trying to find a new genre of music that, you know, world music that I haven't yeah. gotten turned on to yet. And so, and that's a great way to uh, get outside of your immediate realm is to pick a country and then look up their folk music. Yeah. And, you know, not everybody digs music on that level, but that's the kind of thing that, I like to do. Yeah. And uh, so I have been doing a lot of that. No particular name comes to mind. But speaking of music, one and silver linings in this whole pandemic thing, I've really enjoyed the uh, cyber busking. Yes. Oh, I, I did have that jotted down. I want to talk, wanted to talk about that because, yeah, yeah man, I really enjoyed awesome. that. And I'm hoping that that's a, that, that continues on after we get back to normal. It seems like a logical thing for artists to do. And you know, if, especially if people, local artists and stuff. Right. Put sure. Put on a show and pop up a PayPal or Venmo. And uh, I, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've seen so much. I, in fact, I probably, funny enough, I've seen more live music. Yeah. <laughs> than I would have if I was going out because, you know, truthfully, unless uh, my band's playing or it's a, a, good, a friend's band in town that I, I want to go see, I'm not, we're not out in the bars and doing the late night thing anymore and, yeah. and waiting for 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock start times is just, you know, again, unless I'm directly involved, it's not, I'm not really motivated to do that anymore. Yeah. So, being yeah. able to catch an awesome show uh, at seven o'clock at night is just perfect. Yeah. And with the advancement in technology being what it is, the visuals and the audio is fantastic. And I, I like and the I'm finding I'll, that. Go ahead. Oh, I, I don't know where I was going. I okay. was going to say the the, uh, the quality of you know just their voice and their guitar. And then if I find somebody that I really like, I'll go. And when I find them on Spotify, there's been several occasions when they're really produced music with all the instruments and the full-on production is less appealing yeah. than the organic guitar voice song, the intimacy of that, you know, right there. That, you know, if you win me over with that, that's really been great to hear these deconstructed performances. Yeah. That's a, uh, yeah. And it feels, it feels really, I had the words for it before when I was going to say something a minute ago and they've gone away. Uh, <laughs> come back. It kind of feels like when, you know, when I'd come to your house and listen to somebody play, you know, it feels like that, you know, it very I watch, much has that vibe. I watch that interaction. Uh, yeah. I watched uh, Hayes Carl last night. He's he started doing a uh, Lonely Tuesdays Together shows, where you know he comes on and plays, and it's looks like it's in his den or library. You know he's got a bookshelf behind him, but you know he's just sitting there playing, uh, drinking a little whiskey uh, every once in a while, and you know yeah. chatting, you know talking about the songs in between and. Uh, just talking about stuff and last night I was watching and uh, you know, every once in a while he'd turn and talk to his wife off camera and, you know, and tried to get her to come sing a couple of songs with him, which, you know, she eventually did, but you know, she said, I don't have any makeup on my hair's a mess. You know, people don't care. And then I, she was cleaning up dog pee or something, you know, and <laughs> it, he could hear her vacuuming or whatever. And, you know, had a conversation about that and she finally came in and sang some songs and you know it was just them and his guitar and it, it was great uh, yeah i saw one of his i did not see that one last night but uh it's just great yeah 
So I've, I've really enjoyed that. I hope that sticks around. Um, you know, I'm not able to splash out all kinds of money the way I'd like to, but yeah. I figure if I'm going to park a minute and listen to a few songs, five, ten dollars is yeah. what I would pay at the door anyway, which is just crazy. It's been five, ten dollars. It's been five dollars at the door for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, anybody that loves music and appreciates, <coughs> you know, the talent that goes into that creating it. If you're enjoying it in your home, I think most people are cool to, you know, if artists make it easy with Venmo and yeah. PayPal to give them yeah. money, I think people are willing to do that. Yeah. Because we need to keep that alive. And uh, Yeah. I I, th I think surely that's going to be a an ongoing thing now, I, especially for artists, you know, smaller market artists and local artists. You know, if they make a little bit of money from sitting down and doing – you know, a half hour show from their couch. Why wouldn't they keep doing that? Sure. I you hope know? so. I hope that keeps going. What um, was another, another show that I watched recently? Oh, I watched uh, Jason Isbell and Amanda Shires. Mm. They played in a, an empty bowling alley in Nashville, uh, played, wow. played his new album. And uh, it was great. One thing I love Jason Isbell, but, and I love him when he's with his band, but it was just him, you know, with his guitar and Amanda with the violin. And I, yeah, I, I really liked that. I liked it better than the, the album with the full band. Yeah. The deconstructed. Yeah. Plus he, he always sounds better when Amanda plays the fiddle with the band, right. which she doesn't always do. But his, his music needs a fiddle, you know. <laughs> I'm going to go look for that. I hope they've archived it somewhere. I, yeah, I, I think I you can find it, on, Jason can find it well. on YouTube. All right, I'll look for that. Uh, I have not heard his new record, and I know he's got one. Was it Reunions? Yeah. Yes. And, uh and I've just been a big fan of his since, you know, the early drive-by trucker days. Yeah. Glad that I got to see him at least once, maybe twice at Sticky's uh, when he was solo and saw him with uh, drive-by truckers a couple of times. So, yeah, I've seen him a couple of times. Uh, a great we went guy. Saw him last August, September, uh, we went to Red Rocks in Colorado. Oh man. And so yeah. that was, it was him. Well, Amanda opened up for him, which she wasn't even on the bill. So she, she came out and played a, you know, 30, 40 minute set. And then David Crosby came and played and then Jason came and played. It was, yeah, it was pretty amazing. Wow. I need to go back cool. to Red Rocks. And then you're in Red Rocks on yeah. top of all of that. <laughs> yeah. You could have seen that act in a Walmart parking lot. It would have been cool. Yeah. But to be at Red Rocks just makes it, you know, a real lifetime event. Yeah. I think, I think I've seen him like three times now and it was going to be four, you know, cause he's supposed to, he's supposed to come to Little Rock this summer, I think in August. So that might still be, we'll see about that. I'm, yeah. I'm just not sure. I'm not sure that I'm going to go any place with crowds in it for the next year. Yeah. And, you know, I, again, going back to the silver linings of all this, and, and I have managed to find a few, but the idea that music experiences, as far as we're used to, I, I don't know when, I don't know if they're coming back. Yeah. You know, the, the sweaty rooms in the back of Vino's shoulder to shoulder and the mosh pit and that kind of physical physicality of it all. Is, is that gone? I mean, that just makes my heart hurt to think yeah. about that. So I try not to dwell on it, but it's actually a realistic prospect. I mean, I, I think it is at least for a few years. Yeah. I love that, uh, you know, not only is a cyber busking thing kind of filling that void, but 
I've seen um, some shows coming online or coming up with uh, drive-in concerts. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited about that. You know, I saw where Adam Fawcett is uh, being featured in one. And it's in here in North Little Rock. I uh, don't remember the name of the venue, but it can all be looked up, you know. Well, that'll be cool. And they're going to let Maybe, maybe drive-in movies will come back, too. Man, I think they already are in places yeah. where, you know, they were kind of, there were still some open and functioning throughout all of this, but now I think they are. I think they're, you know, the need is going to be there and, you know, it'll happen. I can't wait. I have some great drive-in drive, drive -in movie uh, theater memories from when yeah. I was a little kid being snuck in and all kinds of stuff. But the idea of drive-in concerts, my man, that's that's new. That's innovative. Uh -huh. I'm excited to see how that's going to go. And you know, I I would like that. Sitting in yeah, a comfortable, yeah. you know, I've gotten part of the problem with going to shows anymore is I've gotten too old to stand for two <laughs> right. or three hours. You know, <laughs> it hurts yeah. when I come home. <laughs> I hear you, man. It's uh, it is. It, it's it's taxing. You know, my knees yeah. got so bad that. That was a thing for me. I mean, I I just got to where I couldn't go to a whole bunch anymore because I needed to sit. Anyway, golly, I'm not trying to go on this old man <laughs> rant about my knees. Uh, I've since had them replaced, and now I can stand. And so this was going to be the year of recovery where I got to go back and get into shows and, you know, stand on the floor and go up front and woohoo. But, you know, it's not going to be the year for that. So yeah. my knees are willing and they're there, but the opportunity is not. So well, yeah, you just we'll give see. give them another year to recover, get stronger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, time is not my friend now. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't think I'm getting better. I'm not yeah. fine wine. <laughs> so. Plus, as you get old, it just gets harder to make yourself leave your house. Man, it does. That's, that's what I. That's what I find. There's. There's been, you know, several shows before this that I'd planned on going to and you get down to that time and I'm like, I'm just going to stay home. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a motivation why Jen and I started doing house shows a couple of years. And, you know, we could just kind of bring the whole experience to us in, in our living room. And yeah have friends over to share in that. And we enjoyed that for a couple of years, had a lot of great times with it. And in order to, you know, to make that, to get around the whole going out thing, we would have earlier start times and, you know, not as noisy, a little, you know, acoustic, more intimate settings. Yep. Precisely because I couldn't find the motivation to go out at 10 <laughs> o'clock, 11 o'clock. I'm getting ready to go to bed now these days. <laughs> you know, deciding what shirt I'm going to wear to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh. and if I stay out till two or three in the morning now, I have to have nothing to do for the next two or three days. Yeah. Everything's out of whack. Yeah. And so it's just a little bit more costly than it used to be. <laughs> yep. I understand that. Oh, let's see. I was trying to think if I've listened to any new music. Oh, yeah, I did discover somebody posted a song the other day. And it's some, you know, it's always interesting when I find something new and it turns out it's somebody that's been playing for years and years and years and I just now. It's new to hear. you. Yeah. A uh, guy named Anders Osborne. Have you ever Anders? heard him? Nope, but I'm writing it down. Anders Osborne. Osborne, yeah. He's I think he's from New Orleans. And I've only All listened right. to a little bit. Uh somebody Aaron had posted a song from oh man. I can't uh what album is that? I can't read my writing. Black Eye Galaxy is the album <laughs> I love from, it. from like 2012 and the song was mind of a junkie and it was a great song. Uh, so I've been listening to some of his stuff 
And, uh, you know, it's just something, you know, somebody posted on, on Facebook and say, Hey, let's give that a listen. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. That's how I discover a lot of new things now. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we have record stores to yeah. go in and peruse the way we did when, when I was a kid, I'd go in, I'd have my wadded up bills ready to go. And then I would just look at what's new and thumb endlessly thumbing through things. But yeah, you know, you just don't have that tactile opportunity anymore. Yeah. So friends, suggestions, Facebook, social media recommendations, Spotify yeah. does a great job offering yeah. up new stuff to listen to. So I get a lot of new stuff on YouTube. World, I, I go down the YouTube rabbit hole, you know, listening to something and then you know you know you'll see the stuff on the side and I say hey what's what is that yeah oh, that yeah is. if you like this yeah try this yeah that's pretty good i, I found a guy uh, well he's a kid i don't know why i was looking for ukulele stuff uh, I, <laughs> because fact, you I've, can't ever have too much ukulele stuff that true I, I even, I bought one. I ordered one online and got a ukulele. Sweet. Uh, yeah. You have it with you right now? Can you bang us out of tune? I can't, whoa, I can't, uh, I can't play any tunes, but I can strum a few chords. Sweet. Uh, I feel Hawaiian breezes. So I do that several nice. times a day. I'll just pick it up and so I can't really play anything, but That's I know, right, I know like four chords that I can, I'm happy just strumming back and forth. I did find, uh, using those four chords, I can, Oh, Tearing stuff up here. I can play something that kind of sounds like the beginning of Hallelujah. Uh, yeah, awesome. Now, I did actually, doing one of those following along, tried to play and sing. That didn't work. <laughs> it comes with practice. Not, not everything works together. <laughs> it it's hard enough time. just doing two hands doing different stuff. But. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty content. Just well, strumming a few chords. <laughs> you know, next time we do this, you'll probably have a whole library of songs to uh, through. You'll be shredding on the U. Yeah. Be awesome. Oh, but while I was looking for ukulele stuff, I don't know if you've ever seen this kid from China. It's Fing E, F E N G, E, that plays the ukulele. You need to look him up. He he plays all sorts of stuff, and has been playing since he was like five years old, and just amazing. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's always fun to see these child genius prodigies that just rip and shred and just like they have numerous lifetimes of talent yeah. boiled into their five years of existence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's just crazy. It, it's, it's awesome. It's also very discouraging, very humbling. You just, you know, I could play my whole life, 10 hours a day. I'm never going to get to the level that this 10 year old is. Yeah. That's just weird. Amazing. There's a lot of, there's some DNA components yeah. there where they're just born to do that. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be cool, man. Thing, thing E. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I will check it out. I got him on my list and Anders Osborne. Going to go check out Jason Isbell's show at uh, the bowling alley. Yeah, I don't know what else I've been. Oh, I listen My night's to, uh, agenda's coming together. Yeah. <laughs> I know the other day I was sitting out back with Jen and I was looking for new music and 
man, I bet Mark's got some ideas. So, uh, did you did you listen to that? Did you I listen did. to it? I listened that night. Now I honestly don't I don't recall her name. Iggy. But Iggy. Nice. Yeah. But she's in my library now. I did I did favorite her, so she's there. Yeah. It's good. It's good solid stuff. So yeah. I appreciate and that. Unfortunately, her. that's the only C D that she made. And uh but uh I think she's fairly well known down in the Austin area at the folk concerts and stuff. I think she got married and had some kids and you know, the CD like most independent CDs didn't make it, you know, didn't make enough money to make another one. Right. Uh, right. You know, and well, that was actually one of her songs on there is about truck stop waitress. And she was working as a waitress and one of her customers is apparently who uh, financed that CD, you know, wow. liked her music so much and was willing to to do it. Well, I mean, you know, you find those benefactors out there, and uh, that's really cool. Hey, Mark, can you hold on a moment? My sure. dog is at the door. He's about to bust. So if I yep. don't let him out now, he's looking at me like, dude, why are you ignoring me? So yep. uh, just give me a minute, man. Okay. A little fellow okay. was about to bust. <laughs> oh. I don't know if I got much more to say. Uh, let's see. Well, we've covered we covered a lot of ground. Yeah. Well, here's here's another guy. I don't know if you've ever heard uh, that I listened to some. Uh, his name's John Flynn, F L Y N N. He's a Americana folk sing singer from up around Cincinnati. I don't remember I how I heard of him. Uh, but I got a CD of his from like 2004 called Dragon that he wrote. He does, he does a lot of protest songs. So this was during the Bush era and uh, nice. he wrote some stuff. You might like some of his stuff. I did find when I went out on Spotify and did John Flynn and pulled up, you know, his artist profile, you know, stuff and the list of albums. There's uh a couple of albums in there from another John Flynn that's not any way related to him and doesn't sound like him. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> well, I will look for the protest, John Flynn. Yeah. Look for Dragon is the name of the album. Dragon. All yeah. right. I got it, man. Yeah. I've been wondering, you know, where is all the protest music? These times are right. Yeah. For strong protest songs and, I'm sure it's out there. I just am not aware of it. I haven't found it, but I miss those, you know, like Phil Oaks comes to mind um, from the sixties. He, uh -huh. he, he, all the news that's fit to sing. He's kind of a contemporary with Dylan. Yeah. Had a, at least two records that were, all every every single song was like a news headline beat you over the head with it but man he had an incredible voice great guitar player a lot of melody in his work but uh anyhow i wondered you know what would he think what would he have to say about today's goings on and where are the where are the 2020 equivalents of yeah. voices like that i don't uh, know surely they're out there we just hadn't heard them. Yeah, there it's got to be. We're just not looking hard enough. But yeah. Okay. Well, oh. we've had a we've had a good chat, uh, and I hope I hope this recorded well. I'll I'll sit down and see what it sounds like. See if I can work it into podcast. Otherwise, we've just had a nice chat, which that'd be all right too. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it recorded well, and I'll have it up here in a couple of days. If nothing else comes of it, other than just having spent an hour chatting it up with you and catching up, I mean, yeah. that's that's enough, you know? So I'm not going to wait another year to have you on the show. We'll, we'll get together. Well, brother, I have time. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
no, we can we can we can figure out something to talk about. Yeah, I can talk about anything really. I might just be making it up as I go, yeah. but I'll talk about it. Hey, hey, do you know anybody that writes like stories and essays and stuff? I'm looking for, you know, several podcasts a year and do one where we have people read stories that they've written and I've got mm. it's time for another one and I'm I'm always looking for somebody that likes to write stuff that would Man, be willing I, to read it on a podcast. At the moment, no one is coming to mind, yeah. but I will think about it. Okay. And, and you know, surely messages. somebody out there is writing uh, pandemic apocalyptic stories right now. <laughs> Oh yeah, man. I mean, I know there are poems being penned and stories being written. Yeah. Um, stuff like the, the pub crawl events come to mind and, yeah. you know, poetry reading nights. I mean, it wouldn't take long to come up with a short list of folks that would probably love to yeah. sit down with you and share their work. I'm just kind of brain dead about it yeah. right now. Well, if you, if you think of any and you know anybody that would be interested, I'll be doing one of those shows pretty soon. Well, I will, uh, I'll think on that and I will get back to you. All right. Okay. Mark, it's been a great time, man. Yeah. Enjoyed talking to you. I did as well. And, uh, I guess I'll holler at you again soon. Okay. Talk All to right, you brother. Later. Good night. Bye. Bye.